Hello everyone, this is Will. This is Alex. Welcome back to another episode of They Mostly Come In At Night. Oh boy. Mostly. I I know I've said this before on this podcast, I don't know what I was expecting tonight, but my expectations were fucking blown out of the water. Yeah. Just completely just, just uh, annihilated. It's definitely a good start to October. Yeah, like this is a really great way to start start October. <laughs> if you like B movies and B horror movies, like you should add this to your wheelhouse in October. If you like entertainment, this has entertainment. A supernatural slasher film. Yeah, with I mean, this thing is so quick. It was kind of funny because we were talking about how. Some slashers have, like, that element of supernatural to them. And yeah. there's, like, you know, like, Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th. There's, like, that element of supernatural. But, like, that's just to kind of explain why they're there. Yeah. But then nothing else is explained and they just go. Yeah. This is, like, that's this, that's this movie. Yeah. This is like that, but it leans even more heavily into that. Yeah, into the supernatural. Because, like, you get a lot of weird shit happening. And, and the then... movie, I mean, it's literally called superstition but it is it is not technically i mean technically it's a slasher film because people die all going by pure body count alone this is a slasher mm-hmm. it's, it's almost what 10 like body counts almost 10 i don't i lost count i stopped counting at some point because everyone go. everyone dies yeah everyone gets wrecked this movie just wrecks people over and over and this over. This movie does not give a single fuck about anyone. It's shameless and I love it. It's just like, you like this character? Fuck you. You like this character? Fuck you. You think this character is going to survive? Fuck you. Oh, fuck you. Oh, you wanted this person to live? You thought they'd live? Fuck off. If you, I mean, to be honest, there's like literally one person at the very end that lives. Three. But they're not important well that i mean one if you count the the last one standing yeah two i guess because um the woman Mm -hmm. who delivered our our uh our our line it's our caption for the uh of the episode episode. (laughs) um you've doomed us all church fan (laughs) how fitting no fitting because that's basically what the movie is. A it's funny because it's like dooms everyone. People were already doomed in, as the movie started. Yeah, but, but then they got then more doomed. He like he fucks something up and like literally the entire movie is fucked from that point on. So I think technically it's not even his fault because he wasn't the one who dug up who found the thing, the cross, in the lake. But he took it. Well, he's but okay, well. There's a scene where they, like, tried draining a lake. We'll get to it. But he technically took it, like, he they found it in this thing. Like, oh, look at this. And he's like, oh, well, this is cool. Let's, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. It's like, well, this is the biggest fucking mistake of your goddamn life. Doomed. You fucking doomed everyone by taking a cross. Oh, God. <laughs> because he wanted a big, shiny cross. He fucked everyone over. Yeah. Including himself. He played himself. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, before we get into too much of the film, I know we're, I just had to 
go on a tangent about that, but um, just remember we're on every platform, wherever you find podcasts, we're there. Um, we're also on YouTube. Go to our YouTube. We're on Twitter, uh, Instagram, although I need to be better about posting, and we're on Facebook as well. Hey, so, we're everywhere. Socials. We got all the socials. We got all the podcast sites, and we got YouTube. So wherever you hear you this, can find us wherever. Give us a follow. Give a us subscribe. A subscribe. Whatever. A follow. Maybe a review. That would be nice. We don't have any reviews on any websites yet. So not really. I mean, if you want to be, if you want to be a number one to review us, even if it's a one star. If you got a request. You know what? That'd be perfect. A request. We are on socials all the time. So if you want to request something. Please do. If there's something that you think we missed, give us please. a little tidbit, you know? Yeah. We'd like to build this community, and uh, yeah, because we just want to talk about shitty movies, and like, movies that we love, too, because like, we've found a lot of them on this podcast. So. Including today's Including film. this one. This is actually like, really good. Like, I it, it is love this so film. entertaining. It is so entertaining. I love this movie. Um, but yeah, so just wanted to say that. Let's get on with superstition. superstition. Um, so movie starts out with um, a dude trying to get his Mac on. Yeah, so it's a uh, you know, of course, I, you know, I was talking about this. I think it's an interesting thing they do in horror movies. I mean, I love it, but like, it's always the douchebag jock dudes like trying to get their Mac on, but they think it's like super romantic to drive to this like super haunted place that the woman does not want to go to like that's like gonna like just increase their odds it's supposed to be like this abandoned house thing like in white universe real universe would that ever get you laid well to be fair our scare the shit out of my date our cop and i'll get laid later admits that he got his first coochie coochie yeah okay but it's like this weird decrepit old creepy house and everyone's just getting laid in front of it everyone goes there to get and laid because they're supposed to be i just don't understand and i no one like again i get that this is just like me going off on a tangent but i don't understand in horror movies how jocks think that is a good idea because apparently in this town but i mean it makes sense in the confines of a horror movie because you need some spooky shit to happen right well apparently in this town that is the only spot and of course in horror movies sex bad there's no like if you get laid in a sec in a horror movie you're gonna die well, he didn't get laid they no, they, they got well, off if you try and get laid, lucky yeah well, they, they did they do survive so anyway they're trying to get their mac on and they're like well what about the groundskeeper won't she see and, and the guy's like, like oh whatever he's like whatever so like you see like a, like there you see the estate and then you see this little tiny like shack and a woman steps out of it and then just watching he's just watching and then all of a sudden like something comes out of the trees and it's like a head but you can obviously tell it's like it a looks dump, like a haunted house like, prop like yeah a, a prop and um they scream and they like you know floor it to reverse and then like another one drops and, and hits the roof of the car it's the roof of the car and then like they're dry they drive off so we get a dude coming out of the bushes, and he's all laughing. He's having a awesome time. And, like, his friend is in the, like, abandoned house, and he's, like, yelling. He's like, that was the best that one the yet. the best one yet. And the guy's like, I'm going to come, like, let's, like, meet up. Because they're going to leave, obviously. But so the guy's, like, going down. That's funny, because, like, I just picture these dudes, like, going there and trying to scare the shit out of everyone who tries to get their Mac on. 
I mean, props to them. From how much because he I, does say like from how much I hate this trope in horror <laughs> movies, I'd probably be one of those dudes. Well, because he even says like that was the best one yet. Yeah, so they've done it before. Good for them. But for some reason, the house decides to like be like, okay, this is the best one yet. You got your big banger out. Now you're fucking dead. You got your banger out. So, now. It's over. It's over. Like your fun is over. Here you fucking go. Because the guy is like walking down the stairs and everything. He keeps hearing creepy noises. Like there's a can that's like dropping down the stairs. And then he's like calling out to his friend um, who's like still like coming up to the house. And um, a, he like turns around because he hears something in the door like slam. The door to go outside. It doesn't slam shut, but it like slowly closes. And it's the door to go outside. And he like, he's trying to get out and he can't get out. So he goes to like the kitchen area. And he's like looking around, and then he see, he sees this microwave, right? And it turns on. And it turns on, and the door opens, and then like the screen shakes, and he just gets launched up on the ceiling, smacks his head on the ceiling, and then falls down, and then it jumps to. The it almost implies frame. that like it, it slammed him so hard that it like broke his neck or something. Yeah. But yeah, then it cuts to the other guy who's like outside and he's like hey like do you hear me and then we see that door that was previously closed it opens, opens back up, up just in time for the guy to come through so the he's guy looking around he walks around he walks into like an empty room there's a window that like is it's like boarded up and then the boards fall away yeah and the window like opens and he like looks out and he thinks that maybe the guy went out there but he isn't and then he doesn't close the window right no, he doesn't. Okay. So he goes out and then he goes into the kitchen. The kitchen and he's looking around and he, it's like the same Well, he sees oh, oh, I forgot to mention the friend sees like a knife in the wall. Yeah, and it's just like yeah, And it's whatever. like all creeped out by it. So the guy looks at the knife in the wall, not noticing what's clearly right there because mm-hmm. we see it later, but he like looks directly at the microwave again and we see something is in it it's not the microwave's not turned on yet but there's an outline of something in the microwave I mean, a nice pizza if you will if you're if you have a keen eye you already know what this is if you it's a horror movie you know what is in the microwave if you're in the know you know like you can you can easily guess what's in that fucking microwave that's great and it's awesome because the microwave turns on and it's his friend's head and the door opens again and it's still microwaving his head, and then his head just, like, pops. It explodes. Like, just brain matter and blood go, like, everywhere. And the friend freaks out, and we get the a fucking Castlevania Sega Saturn music, and Dude, I love it. This soundtrack is pretty lit, because it's, I love it. it's, like, it's almost, like, chiptune, like... It's... If you've played, like, the old, like, Castlevania games on, like, Super Nintendo and Sega, it's, like, that kind of, like, like horror chiptune synth it's pretty awesome actually. it's great i'm not gonna lie i it like fit the tone of this movie it's so fantastic well. so he goes into that room where the window was and the window shut now but then the top like slides down and he's like okay i'm gonna crawl through the top of it so he like gets halfway through and the window just slams up on his body and he's like oh, oh, and like it just it literally severs his body in half yeah we see his feet fall in the house his severed feet, and then his severed body just tumbles down the building, and he dies. Yep, and that's he, how the movie he, opens. Like, crawls along the ground for a minute, and then dies. That's how the movie opens. Yeah, 
the next scene is like it's like a it's like a church office thing and you get a, a priest smoking a priest smoking and his like older i don't know it's like an older priest and then these like two cops come in and they're like talking about hey like um they basically tell them you guys are the owners of this property yeah like you have to clean it up and or else we're gonna foreclose on it and, and demolish like, it well they're like well no we're gonna put another priest in there with his family well not yeah. a priest because the priest yeah uh, it's like another member of the parish um with his family in there like um, we're gonna clean it up and put him in there because otherwise the cop tells him like if you don't like we're gonna take the city's gonna take it and demolish it because there's been a lot of well i think they're like somewhat trying to rehabilitate this mm. guy because he's like an alcoholic and he has a lot of problems and they're like so they're putting his family in there so they can have like a because you made a comment like oh like isn't he already supposed to be here when he's like he's like oh i i heard it takes him a while to dry up yeah and so he has a problem and they're gonna house him there um, while they figure out what to do with the property and so they go to fix it up but the cop wants to in the city they just want to demolish it because there's all these problems there. i also love this detective because literally no matter what's going on he just hangs out at this property no matter what he just he's always there he just wants to see what happens i love i love that he's a detective that literally his only job is just to see what happens because well, this whole thing is like oh like there's all this like bad history and like people always go there to make out but now there's two dead kids well because there is a time there is a couple time skips yeah but like they're not like huge it doesn't say when they are or whatever it's like just a few weeks here yeah. and there it's never years but um we know that the detectives come comes by a lot and he's, he's always there when the other priest is there so they go to clean it up and they drive to the property and they're looking around and they're also trying. um the detective is suspecting that it's the caretaker the woman um who's there in the shack that her son is the he killed the two um kids in the beginning right because he's like he's a mute he's a mute and he's kind of just odd and he doesn't really trust the the son because we they don't know anything about him so he thinks that he he killed the kids and he goes with them when they're like cleaning up the place so they're cleaning up the place they're going around and like seeing what's going on with it and then all of a sudden the son like spooks the the priest guy and just runs out of the building. And then and as he's the running, I love the detective. The just, shot of them like in the bushes. They just pop out out of the bushes like. <laughs> and the guys like go get him. Mm-hmm. And so the the one detective guy goes after the ki- the son and just watches him from the bushes as he like kind of like plays with the water. There's like a there's a lake on the property. And he's like shuffling around the water. And then he like runs off, and the detective like goes to where he looks and doesn't see anything. And then he walks along the dock, and his um, all of his fucking coins drop out of his like the sleeve of his pants. <laughs> As you do, I guess. I mean, that's a little odd, but like I'd be like, what the fuck? Why did they? And then he bends down to pick him up, and a fucking hand just comes up and grabs his tie, and pulls him in the water. And then it's like immediately the detective's like, I knew it. I knew, I knew it. it. That goddamn kid got, he got him. So they're like inspecting the water and they're like, um, <clears throat> the 
they're like detaining the the kid because they found him in the woods and uh not the kid the the son and um the priest is like well like don't worry we're gonna like we're gonna drain the swamp mm-hmm. and the the son freaks out like punches one of the and just things, knocks them all out and then like runs away it's also i want to mention um they also mention how like the son like they also say is weird because he also talks about how like he takes care of the mistress of the house yes whatever that means as you because well, when they talk to the old woman she says that like the mistress is his like dom like it like has dominion over him and like mm-hmm. he only listens to her he only listens to the mistress of the yeah. house mm-hmm. whoever that may be and, the, and we learn that the mom is kind of detached from the son and she kind of just looks over the house but she can't go in the house because she's like not welcome yeah because we even say like that um that's one of the next scenes is like the the new member of the parish moving in well no the the next scene is actually there we get a quick oh, where thing they're, oh where they're okay yeah where he's like painting right yeah and um yeah he, he's like cleaning like off a paint roller and he um meets a girl i can't remember her name mary mary that's right and it's just a little girl and her name is mary and like she doesn't say much, but he kind of just assumes, oh, maybe she's with like one of the workers because there's a bunch of like workers yeah, around there. Yeah, they're working all over. And um, the older priest calls him over, and he's like, you know, I think um, because of all this stuff that's happened here, we should like cleanse the house, bless the house, mm-hmm. and immediately, immediately they go into a room, and there's a a guy with like a table yeah, saw it's wild so he's like sawing like a piece of wood and i'm like oh foreshadowing but instead of foreshadowing well you said foreshadowing and literally like two seconds later the saw blade like pops off the fucking radial saw jumps on the ground spins into the fucking priest slams him to a chair and saws through him uh through, through the chair. him and the chair and falls out the other side like no build up no like suspense it just happens it just goes end scene yes then the family's moving in yes so the family's moving in and then so this is when the other priest says like so well this is when one guy says that the woman says she's not welcome in the house and so we get them all moving in and like uh we get some guy like inspecting the elevator well first um they're like moving in and you know the main character priest is standing outside with a detective who's just hanging around because they're like on and off looking for the son of the caretaker because they think he's like you know responsible for the other cop missing but he just kind of mentions like oh yeah i'm sorry about what happened to like your yeah and the guy was like well yeah it was a freak freak accident he's like listen i've seen a lot of deaths and everything but like this guy was a good guy and this was like one of the worst i've seen there was something like wrong about it yeah and then yeah there's like there's a guy like inspecting like there's a shaft like an elevator shaft in the basement and he hears a noise and he i guess it's one of the workers that's still working on everything and he hears a noise and he like crawls into this like weird space and like looks down can't see anything and he gets like dragged up by like a like claw demon hand and then just like just gets sw- like swung from like side to side, slammed into the walls, and then like hung on the yeah, like the elevator like wire cord, thing. Like, yeah, cord. It hangs him. 
and we get a shot of like a dummy swinging back and forth and i love it well then it's like Absolutely. slowly uncoils from the from his neck slowly uncoils from the the thing and yeah. drops to the just ground drops him down to the ground it's just and, oh and then like the next the next thing is like all the workers are leaving the house is ready and then one of them's like hey did you see so-and-so he said he was going to work on the elevator they're like, no, we didn't see him. Yeah, he probably just left on the truck. I probably left before us. Okay. Yeah. And then he drive away. Um, so now the movie kind of calms down for a minute because we don't get many deaths for like probably about 20 minutes. Before this. we got to do some. I don't know if. I don't know. What, I don't remember at what point. I think it's like around now or a little before this that they um they drag or they sort of drag the lake. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. This is when they're. This is when they're gonna drain the lake because, um, because they say that they're gonna drain the lake, and then um, they find they find like a big ass cross. Yeah. And the priest doesn't know what to do about it. This was before. Yeah. Uh, we forgot to mention this because it's it's when they mention that they they have to drain the lake that they try, but the pipes keep keep getting like something in but, them. Yeah, they don't work they don't work and so he finds this big ass cross and he decides to take it and investigate it when like what it is he's like fascinated by it our yeah. main priest guy and so he after, just kind of leaves it alone after this we get the scene where they're swimming in the the pond because yeah they're all moved in um they're all oh the the son the little son of the family the new family meets mary and oh that's right yeah and like again it's just like she's just kind of off but she's like did i scare you and he's like no i didn't wasn't and she's scared. like i bet i did which and the kid him. like walks in on his dad like drinking so obviously he still has a problem yeah and then then they're all swimming at the lake and um like the the, the priest is there like supervising them and like there is like you know the the guy's daughter is and like bikinis and stuff and the fucking cop is just like remember the good book <laughs> there's also scenes before this where he like talks to him and he's like you know all you men of the cloth like none of you have a sense of humor yeah like at this point he's just hanging around the house just to see the shenanigans that happen and to like honestly the detective is probably my favorite character yeah just, just to be sassy he's like a sassy observer yeah that's all, that's he, does. all he does is just observe and be sassy yeah and i can appreciate that he mentions like a quick thing about how there is also like a previous family of three and like all this horrible stuff happened to like them. Like one of them got like ripped apart, literally yeah. ripped apart. And um, so one of the the daughters goes swimming and she's like swimming around and then she like feels something on her foot and like starts getting dragged under. Yeah. So the priest like goes to save her and like pulls her out. And when she gets out, there's a like a... a uh, like a a hand like a bloated hand like holding onto her ankle that's been like ripped off yeah he's like i told you it was this like you know I told yeah you at that yeah down there. yeah at the, at of that course point, the sassy detective has like i knew say, it i knew it i told you and and then they're still like talking to them like when are you gonna like get around to like actually drag like draining this thing he's like so we can see what the like, hell's your in cheap it. your cheap uh pumps don't work or whatever yeah, like, he's like, I figured with all the church money you have, you could actually afford some decent pumps. But the daughter is, like, passed out in bed. Yeah. And, of course, dad is drinking more and more. 
and then the daughter sees she's like in bed and she sees mary again she sees mary but it's like mary but she's cloaked in like fog so you don't see her face and she's like you can barely hear her and um then you see like this vision of all the people dying and then like stakes like bloody stakes being driven into the ceiling yeah and then through the ceiling because you see the spikes coming through and they're dripping with blood you also see a, a shot that's on screen for like i swear to god like three seconds of um Someone threw a Jesus statue in in like a, a like a pool of water. Yeah, and then like it, it getting like fire everywhere, which kind of makes sense yeah. now. Um, and then of course she wakes up. She's like talking about screaming about the you know the nails in the ceiling. Well, There's nothing there. That's where I saw him and everything. And they just think she's kind of just needs to rest. Yeah. And so at this point, the little boy he grabs mm-hmm. some cookies. He he has a little cookie jar. He grabs some cookies and then he like cleans out a little cup and gets himself some milk. And then the the a door opens. Yep. So he's like, "Oh, I'll go inspect it." And I was like, "Are you serious? Like the first like family death is gonna be like the the little kid?" Well, um, yeah, yeah, I was right. Because he goes and uh, he finds the um, elevator he, shaft. He goes downstairs, finds the elevator shaft because there's like a little like um, roller blade in it, and he wants it. And so he like he goes in and out of the elevator shaft and thinks it's really cool and goes back to pick up the roller blade and a drop of blood and a drop like yeah drops of blood and he sees the the guy that got hung and he's like oh like ah like he drops his milk and then like a claw thing like comes and like picks him up and then you see like blood his dripping um, on the milk yeah on his destroyed milk glass yes and then uh, around this time because they keep like talking there's scenes on and off of them talking to the old caretaker lady and she's just talking super cryptic but we do get a scene where the main character priest is talking to her and she's just like you've doomed us all church man she's like when you took that cross from the from the pond now she can roam whenever she wants she would only roam at night but now because of that like she can roam whenever she wants and she's very like cryptic but now you know in your head shit's going down yeah because um th- and the church boy done fucked up the dad tells like the detective who's just hanging around that the kid's missing so they look around they go around the grounds everything and then like the detective notices that there's like a hollow wall well the- they go downstairs and they find the milk, uh, milk and the blood so and then still- he sees that the- yeah they're one of the part of the wall is hollow and like with the how the house is laid out it's like there's an extra room so it's like so some other stuff i have some like kind of insignificant stuff happens and then the next scene is like the detective digging around because it's yeah. just more family stuff like the the one daughter thinks that the father's like a total coward because he won't do anything to he help just find d- his son he's drinking like, well he just gives up to at a yeah. certain point like looking for the son and like the the one daughter is like really pissed off at him. Yeah, and then the the mom is like insisting that like she's gonna go look the main guy um, because the caretaker told him like go like look in your records. Yeah, because at this point the it, the search is on for the kid, and then the priest goes to look at like what is going on with like the death surrounding this place and the history of it. Because the caretaker tells him like look under like this 
um, this parish or whatever. Yeah. And he goes, finds like an like an old record book with like their archives, and starts looking through it. And we get a flashback. So we get a flashback of like it's all these like 1692, I think. Yeah, all these like people yelling at like a cave. And then we get inside the cave. They're all dressed in like colonial gear. Yeah. And um, and there's a woman there's tied a woman up. Woman tied up, and the priest is like saying all this stuff, and she's like speaking all this demonic shit. Like her voice keeps morphing into a demon voice. He's like, "I don't have the strength to burn you, but we will drown you in the in the lake." And he, of course, has the big old fucking cross. Yep. So they carry her to the lake, and like like haul her up upright and so she's up there and like her like face starts bubbling and she's like cursing all of them she's like whoever walks around these grounds will always be cursed and everything and you'll all die everyone everyone that is hearing me now will die yeah and all your ancestors will die you know like just typical witch curse that's great it's great (laughs) so He's like, chop it. And they like chop they chop the fucking wood. She falls in. It like geysers up for a minute. And well, then... after cause he throws the cause he's like, God, like seal this woman and he throws the giant cross in there. Yes. And yeah, it bubbles up. And and then the guy like is still reading and he talk and it, it like mentions in the archive, like, oh that like that oh oh they see the church is on fire yes and so it burns down and he keeps reading how like just like really bad shit started happening on that land to every like, and to all the people like, involved everyone died everyone like got like like famine and all this sh- shit happened and then we get another flashback and the of- priest is like praying for all their souls because he doesn't know because it's like a rebuilt church on yeah. the same grounds and he's like older now yep and he's praying, and like all the candles start going out, and they hear the laughter of the and fucking he, like, witch. Reaches out to like the Jesus thing, and like it, it falls f- off the, falls the crucifix. Off. And um, he goes to the window, and like the like curtains are blowing while you hear the laughing, and all the candles light back up. And then he runs to his um fucking like wine his storage, wine, wine cellar, because he's gonna get some. Because I guess his communion wine was out. I don't, I don't know. know if he wanted to drink it. I mean, I, at that point, I listen. Probably in, would. in my head, I was thinking at this point, the dude wanted to go down there and just get fucking loaded. Yeah, because he was just like fucking Christ. Yeah, I he's can't, like, oh my I god, I cannot deal with this fucking anymore. Christ is right. <laughs> um, so he goes he, down there and he goes like there to get loaded, grabs a a nice bottle, and then immediately and then like all the corks start like popping off and like wines dumping everywhere. Because the fucking demons like motherfucker, you don't get drunk on my watch. And the door like closes and like locks, and then um he goes to the other side and he hears like hear like a scratching at the door. Yeah. He goes to the other side and the one of the bottles shatter mm-hmm. and he like starts like cowering in fear and the there's scratching more scratching and the lock like slowly unlocks and then opens and then some a demon hand grabs him forces him into where the like they smash the grapes and it's and just like spins this thing and on smashes top him guy. instead smashes him into like a bloody pulp and you see blood running down like where, where the wine would where the wine would come down and there you go that's the flashback and the guy is like immediately like shit i need to go back 
and he has his cross laying on the fucking book and the book lights on fire yep and he like puts it out and then he he's like oh god <laughs> i need to go back and he goes and he's he's just going back and in the meantime um, so the detective finds like uh like a cellar door yeah and there's like a little door there so he goes back inside and they bust out the where the hollow room is mm. and they find out where the sun has been hiding and then there's also the a body of of the the, the, elevator. the guy repairing the elevator yeah. so so they go in there and they find the elevator guy and then there's like this curtain and he like pulls it back but the sun like rushes them and like gets shot in the arm and then like doesn't kill a cop he like cocks the shotgun but doesn't kill him yeah and then you know uh the detective like pistol whips him and, and they arrest him, him and, and he thinks everything's fine and the three yeah the three cops just go away the three so the two cops and then the son they go off the movie and then never to be seen again the detective's like everything's fine now um you know the dad's still fucking upstairs cowering in fear uh, the detective uh, is walking around there, and he is still, like, looking around, and... What the fuck? Oh, yeah, he, like, he sees, like, this, like, green... Like, like goo stuff. Which you saw briefly earlier in the movie when they first came in there. It's almost like, I guess, ectoplasm, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. But he sees it, and the fucking body of the goddamn elevator man just gets like long like thrown at him and then you see a shadow from the other other side of the basement so he goes to inspect it and a fucking demon hand just clutches him and like drags him up and you know he's gonzo so the this is when the wife is like well i'm gonna go fucking look for our son because you're not doing anything Mm. you're doing like jack shit so she goes. She goes down. She goes down to. She goes downstairs. The into kitchen the, of Doob. Into the kitchen, of course, and just proceeds to like all the doors shut on her, and then she just proceeds to get yeeted around this fucking. Well, kitchen. first she the doors get shut, and she's freaking out, and the dad is like slowly making his way downstairs as something starts. Well, like, as the daughters are like, "What are you doing? Go see what. Yeah. Like, go see what's up." And something They're starts banging out. on the door. And we just see, like, the door, like, slowly come apart. It's like One, you see the demon hands come through it. It's kind of a cool imagery because there's, like, a bright light behind it. So you just see the hands. And you see these hands just, like, clawing and, like, tearing this door apart. And then, of course, it goes through the door and, like, we get this, like, fucking POV shot of just, like, this camera just, like, running towards her. Well, she just like gets tossed to one end, and then and then the camera runs towards her again, and, and she gets tossed to the other end into the sink, and just fucking like. And eventually, she's just bloody and everything. Oh, oh, we forgot to mention she does find the sun. Oh yeah, that's what starts it. That's what starts it. Yeah, because she f- goes in the closet, and the sun like hanging upside down, all bloody. And you see a shadow coming. Yes. So that's what starts it all, and then she like kind of disappears for a minute because the the. The dad is trying to get into... He's, like, breaking the door. Like, he's trying to break... He breaks a chair against the door. And he tries to open the door, and then the the, the priest, priest shows, shows up. up. And realizes he can unlock the doors with the cross, because... Well, first, no, no, he shows up, and remember, he runs to the caretaker. Oh, right. And is like, has it started? And she's like, yes, it started. Like, don't... Like, like, as long as you have um your cross, you'll be protected. And so he... 
he goes up and like the door is not opening and then he like kind of like touches the cross against the door and the door just lightly opens. opens. So he goes and like um he's like walking through and he see an axe comes through. Mm. And it's the husband like is like still freaking out. And he's like there's like my wife like she's in danger. She's in the kitchen. And so he again with his magical cross opens the door. They walk in because before we had a quick shot of like she was just like laying there like on like a table or something or on the floor and just like all bloody and then we just saw like a demon hand like grab her face and like just drag her off so the kitchen's a total mess so but there's no body there's no body so they go upstairs and they're gonna like try and save the daughters too so yeah they tell the daughters to go they tell the daughters and the uh husband well no so <laughs> I, I don't know how it happens, but what what happens is the the husband goes back into the the their main room mm. and starts locking himself in. He while... just gives up. No, because remember he sits on the stairs and has a fucking mental break. Oh, that's right. Um, while the, the guy, while the priest goes and tries to save the two daughters, he tries to save the two daughters. One of them gets distracted because she, um, she has to like, like run back and get something. She runs back to get something, and then a door opens, and she thinks it's um, her mom. No, she thinks it's. The son. The oh, right. The kid. son, yeah. The little kid. Because um, at this point, she has, she has no idea. Um, and so one... So they run downstairs, and the priest is there with one of the daughters. Because the dad's just, like, out of it. Well, so the priest is like... He's like, go through the door, and then I'll I'll come... I'll, like, I'll come back with the other two. And then she's trying to open the door, and he's, like, halfway gone. And he's like... He just turns around, like, God damn it. Because the door so won't open. He goes... He gets, like, frustrated, and just, like... Like uses the cross as an axe and is gonna like try and like get the door open. So he just like immediately touches. This is some anime shit. She he touches the door with the cross like a hammer, and it just explodes out into the into the open. Like literally, the front door just explodes uh, out front. Yeah, in slow mo. It's it's epic because he just fucking like tapped it like a fucking like. Well, he didn't tap. Nothing. He was like he was like hitting it with it but man it just just so much like the force of jesus christ itself (laughs) blew that fucking door open (laughs) just (laughs) and then one so the girl runs out and the dad at this point has like he he goes totally lost it so he goes up into the bedroom and like starts locking himself away in the bedroom and then he sees like a little outline of a person so he like uncovers it and it's his wife just laying there uh, and um also and, noticed like, scratched um, up. i don't know if you noticed but when he sees the wife's body her um her arms missing yeah it's just gone um well, and then he starts seeing a shadow outside and it's like this like figure illuminated against the window so he's like desperately trying to move all the stuff out of the way to get like out of the room he just barricaded himself into and then he like looks in a mirror and you see like you see like a face behind him it's like blurry and then the mirror just explodes it explodes into his face and then you see him laying on the ground and like just like a jugular just like spraying blood well because you see like all the glass has basically like cut into him yeah, and it's face. like pulsing like a little like pulsing blood thing like keeps like popping up so that's that's gone so the daughter goes upstairs because she thinks the son is like playing tricks on her so she goes upstairs and like i (laughs) 
so you just see the wooden stakes on the ground, and you're like, oh, With shit. blood. Yeah, with blood on them. And so she, like, trips, and, like, this thing gets on top of her and, like, puts one of the stakes on her forehead. With a big hand. And the priest is on his way up, and the thing just, like, nails this fucking, like, stake into her fucking brain. Multiple times, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) and the priest gets there as, like, and she's just uh, obviously just fucking dead. And then immediately, like, uh, the fucking addict just goes cuckoo ka because the fucking thing is just, like, there and, like, Witch in like a cloak. It's like in a witch cloak. You never see its face, which I like. You only see its demon claws, which is actually pretty effective. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like the monster in this, I like how they never reveal what it like looks like. What the fuck it is, yeah. You just know it's like demonic. But, and it's like coming at him. There's paper like flying everywhere. There's like this bright, it's kind of cool because the the way they shadow it is like this huge like bright spotlight behind it. Well, there's like this blue, yeah, this blue spotlight behind it every time it's on camera. And it's just like this outline with like these like hands on the side. And you can clearly see the hands and like how long elongated and like demonic they are, but you don't see anything else. But it's like starts coming after him, and he like puts up the cross, and it like can't get past the cross. And then its other hand comes up, and he puts up the cross, and it so blocks it. Our idiot fucking priest decides to jump, like well, he's off like, the landing. He's like running away. And he jumps off the landing and just tumbles down the stairs. And it, like, shatters his, like, cross. It shatters a little piece off of it. And the thing is just, like, coming down the landing with, like, all the fucking paper flying around and the well, blue and he, light. Like, he, like, finally gets the cross and holds it up and then everything disappears. Yeah, it all disappears. And then, because one of the things mentioned earlier is, like, you ha- is the caretaker mentioned, like, a, like ritual of fire yeah you have to do a ritual of fire and like the lake is the only place that she can so he goes out and at this point i'm like okay everyone's literally everyone's I'm dead like, did he save literally anyone in this movie and i thought maybe the daughter but he runs outside and the car he looks in and it's all bloody and he opens the fucking car door and she's also dead he's dead so he literally went there to save everyone and saved no one everyone's dead at this point and he's like and he's like freaking out so he just takes his fucking two gas canisters and, and he runs like dumps them into the lake and like throws them in the lake and then like lights the lake on fire and then um the little girl shows up Ma- uh mary mary um shows up and she's like she's like well, like what are you doing like why are you doing this and everything and then he like he i guess reacts to her and like plunges the cross into her chest and then the demonic voice starts saying you can never kill me you can never kill me and then the fucking and then like it goes into the water and and then like you see the little girl's like body on fire and as it's still saying like you can never i will never die i will be alive forever and like he's like thinking it's done he's just hanging out on the side of the lake and i'm like that he starts, he starts walking away and then a fucking demon hand just with grabs, like seaweed on it. grabs him by the fucking ankle and just drags him into the fucking lake end movie the movie he is underwater for literally one millisecond and they roll credits everyone dies in this movie yeah everyone except for two cops the son and the caretaker Who's just gonna live her life? But like, that—that that is a fucking mean movie. Everyone dies. 
no one is safe. Our hero goes back to save the day with his super cross and fucking can't even, like... No, it's not enough. He literally saves no one. Everyone dies. This witch is so powerful that, like, nothing can stop her. Everyone dies. But I kind of like that. Yeah. You know why? Because we have another unstoppable movie fucking monster, like, villain. Yeah, you cannot... You can't quit. You can't stop it. You can't. You can't defeat evil. You can't win. Even if you lock it in the water again. Even if you have a a kaboom cross, it's still gonna get you. Fucking can kaboom doors. I'm I'm sad that we only kaboomed one door, but that was the most epic shit. But you know what? If he kaboomed too many doors, I think it would have become hokey. So I'm glad they only did one. It's only an hour twenty minutes. They they had to. Like, like you said, like they were on cocaine when they made this movie, and I, I guarantee they kind of were. They're like, okay, well, like, what are we gonna do? I think it'd be really cool if we like explode the door. How are we gonna do it though? Let's have him like just like use the cross as a hammer and just like hammer the fucking like like the, unexpectedly the power of Christ into that door and just <laughs> kaboom it. Just like set a bunch of a fucking just. <laughs> Have it explode. That was the coolest shit. The power of Christ compels that door. That was the coolest shit. Yeah, it really did. I, I, I it's cannot. So cool. I can't believe I saw that. We we witnessed that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm still in awe. I know. I'm shocked. Well, like, man, there's some brutal deaths in this. The effects are actually really good. Oh, the effects are great. There's no shortage of blood. There's, like, some mystery around what the witch looks like, which I love. Like, I, I don't... I, sometimes when they show a mo- uh, movie, like, monster or whatever, it's just not satisfying. Like, mm-hmm. you just are expecting more. With, like, you know, like, with Freddy Krueger, it's like, they did a good job with that. If you have, like, an iconic character yeah. like that, that's fine. Yeah. Or, like, Jason Voorhees or, you know, the Michael Myers doesn't... Like, you never see his face. No. So you never know what he actually looks like. Yeah. Um, but, like, I just like that they chose not to show, reveal this this witch. Yeah. All we get it's, is... It's, it's more effective. You just see her hands. You just know that she's, like, a demon. We just get some sick-ass blue lighting. Yes. You just know she's a demon, and that's all you need to know. That's it. You know she worships Satan, and Satan made her a demon. That's all you need to know about this movie. And people die. And people die. And it's a great slasher movie where, like, a witch witch just fucking wrecks everyone. It's this thing. It, it's it's pure entertainment. It's pure really entertainment. Is, and it's, it's, like, nonstop. There's, like, like I said, there's, like, good, like, 20 minutes where they're kind of setting everything up. And there's even intriguing stuff happening there. But then it gets right back into the deaths. But then you know, like... But then you know what's happening. You know what's going to happen. Well, yeah. You know well, I mean, they have to set up why it's happening, and now it's like, okay, we've explained why it's happening. Now roll, fil- like roll a, roll a fucking death reel. Now you know everyone's <laughs> going to die. Now you know, and it's just like ramping up for this like epic conclusion where like everyone gets wrecked. Yeah, and then little did we know that when they when you say everyone, we do mean everyone. Every single person in the movie, except for four people, die. Yeah. Everyone you see on screen will die. Yeah, all, all the big characters are including gone. Including Sassy Detective, which I was sad. Yeah. 
I mean, you never really get to see what happened to him. But you can assume all the other brutal deaths. Something pretty fucking awful happened to him as well. Yeah. Um, this is epic. This movie is just great. I mean, it's a good, like, just supernatural slasher film. It's pure entertainment. It's just, it's an hour and 20-some minutes of just... When it doesn't waste your time, it just, it goes, it knows what it is, it just does its job, and then you're just left feeling satisfied because you just watched a bunch of people, you know, I don't get why watching these kind of movies is just satisfies our lizard brains, it just does. Because We just like slasher movies. Horror is fun and, and fake movie deaths are fun. They are. It's fun. It's always gonna be fun. It will never not be fun. And absolute, just like lizard brain appeal nonsense. It's perfect. I love it. Yeah, so if you have the chance, if you see it anywhere, um, I think you can rent it on Prime. Pretty sure you can. Um, or buy it if you really like it. I might buy it, actually. It looks it looks great in HD. It's really, it, like, it. this was a nice film print. I'm yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was really good. It was really well done. I f- feel like there's a remaster out there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's worth a watch. It really is. If you love slasher films, especially having to do with like supernatural shit, this is like, this is your jam because it, it's, man, it's good. It's so entertaining. It's pure entertainment. Like literally an hour, 20 minutes. It could have been longer. It could have been like, they could have had more deaths. They could have had more deaths because it, the deaths were like, well, what you look for in a slasher are the deaths creative. And yeah. They were. And are they like, is the story like good enough to like hold up? like why this thing is killing is the story good enough to hold that for an hour and a half right just to keep you like engaged and honestly they they get the story out of the way pretty quickly and then you just like watch people just get wrecked yeah so there's a reason it's all happening and it makes sense but you don't care about that at that point because people are just dying because you're watching people get spooked and killed but you're never like confused on why the thing no. is doing what it's doing right no because it just hates people on its land it's because simple it's as simple as that a witch just cursed everyone and the land and everyone dies that's all you need simple it is simple it's great and that's what you want you don't it's a slasher you want that you want a simple story that kind of glues it all together and then you just want cool deaths that's what you get and that's what you get with this movie superstition just it kind of exceeded my expectations. I yeah. did not know that this. I mean, God, eighty-two is gonna be hard. Like to like decide. Like, well, don't worry. Well, we got, we got, got even more. more. I know. We still got more. I know. I can't. This is like one of the best. These are just like it's like banger after banger. Like this it's is what like, we waited for. It's just like so many good movies. This is why we waited to get into the eighties because this like, is. God damn it! This like, is. This is my B-movie heaven. 80s is showing off strong, dude. Like, these are, like, really good quality, like... Honestly, I can't even call them B-movies, because they're, like... They're they're more than that. Well, they're... You know, it's entertainment. It's people... Whatever they were... However much cocaine they did, they knew how to make a fucking entertaining-ass movie. And they did, and that's exactly what they achieved. And, like... No pretension... No bullshit, just entertainment. Mm-hmm. And honestly, in a slasher movie, that's all you need. That's what I come. It's not for. a high concept horror movie. It's not like gonna wow you with its story. It just it does what it needs to do. It gets the job done, yeah. and it's an entertaining hour and twenty minutes. 
it's an hour it's an it's an hour and 20 minutes that you feel happy about yes shitty to pretty dude i mean i gotta rate this high like dude come on i mean we know i know we're generous on this shit okay we know it like i know i know i mean honestly for me I hate to say like a ten out of ten, but I think it is just. Listen, it has to be a ten. It's just like just entertainment value alone, which is how we rate this. And I know we always say this every single episode, but that's what it is. But that's what it is. We go off of entertainment value, and holy shit, does this (laughs) is this? It's worth its weight in gold in in entertainment value. It gets it. It hits the sweet spot. It does, and I I honestly like. (laughs) I know this sounds fucked up. But I like how brutal, like, it is. It's a horror movie, Will. I just like how, like, no one is safe and no one survives. It's a horror film. Like, it it should, ideally, it should be brutal. Yeah. I mean, that's what you come to horror movies for, right? It should be horrifying. It should, you know, get something out of you. And if people are dying, it should be uh, unpleasant. Yes. You know? And that's what I like, and it and my lizard brain also appreciates it because I appreciate the creativity. Oh, so do that I. That goes into that because you know it could just be you could just make a boring movie where you know people get shot or stabbed off screen, or just get you know create one of those boring horror movies where just people get like scared and then no one dies. Yeah, and just... then roll credits. You know? <laughs> like one person dies off camera yeah if that there's some horror movies where literally not a single soul dies yeah people just get spooked yep people just get scared and then they leave or you could be a a, a, cult, a man of culture like us and watch horror movies where no literally everyone dies <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. literally everyone you're just dies. like you're just like brutal movies where like no one survives which has been the trend. Even even the Slayer, which had way less deaths, you know, still ninety nine percent of the cast died. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, exactly. That's you know? <laughs> what we need. Okay, our lizard brains are satisfied with that. I'm just like ah, deaths. Yes, blood gore. Yes, uh-huh. good. For watching a slasher, death gore, slasher deaths. You know, deaths and lit soundtracks mm-hmm. and blue lights. <laughs> that's all we need. To satisfy our lizard brain. That's why we like B-movies, because they do that. Nighttime scenes with blue lights in the mm-hmm. background. That's, that's Sometimes that's all you need. Listen, what else is there in life? There really isn't anything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's all I got to say about Superstition. I think that's it. Good-ass movie. Go watch it, Lit, Watch it. Go support this movie. Watch it. Because this deserves a cult following as well. Yeah, you need to watch this. It's October. Listen, yes. it's fucking October. It's October, and I like every horror movie. I'm gonna reiterate: like, you need to go watch these movies if it's good. Like, if they're good, go back on our catalog and just watch all the horror the horror movies we've rated really well. Yeah, well, and we've had a lot. Or just like you know, find the episodes where we go from like year to year, mm-hmm. and a lot of our best of the best is horror movies. So yeah, because we've listen. had some action movies in there, but a lot of them are horror movies because we're horror movie junkies. Because we're junkies, and let me tell you, sometimes these, oh, these they little, just... these little gems just. Well, they're not afraid to take it to places, which is great. Yeah, this is gonna be a hard year. 
It's going to be a hard year to decide best of the best. I really am going to have a hard time. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, until that day comes, uh, we will say goodbye. And I, this has been Will. This has been Alex. And we will talk to you all later. Bye-bye. You doomed us all, church man. You doomed us all, doomed beer us boy. All. <laughs> doomed us all, seltzer man. Seltzer man. No. Goddamn low-calorie seltzers. Not low-calorie. Yeah.